Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. That's it. We're done. Just, just knock the microphone. Sorry, everybody, if I just deafened you then. How are you? How are you? How is everybody doing? How are you doing, Chippy? I've got a split lip still. It's driving me mad. Still? Yeah. How's your tooth? Oh, I don't even. Oh. That did, no, I can't even pull on that thread. I can't. <laughs> thread gummy thread let's just i'm just gonna say let, let the, i sat down in the chair all jovial and i left a broken woman a broken woman a broken woman <laughs> i can't stress enough no. oh they see this is the thing is that my mum sometimes has to have like root canal and stuff done and what i think is so awful is that you've got to go back so, so all the stuff I've had done to my teeth have pretty much been in one sitting or if it's not in one sitting, it's not particularly painful. So like when I was a teenager, I fainted onto concrete face down mm. and half of my front tooth came off oh. and it was really painful at the time, but then it healed and so having it put on and off that the the fake filling thing that's on there is uncomfortable it's not really painful no well i see the thing is the thing with, with this was that the, the dental nurse it was her first day so that poor girl like she was just she was really young she must be also traumatized and then I don't want to get too into it because people probably squeamish who listen. But the, the the upshot of it was that she couldn't numb me enough. She she couldn't give me enough anaesthetic. She'd given me the maximum she was legally allowed to give me. So we had to do it in bursts as long as I could tolerate. And then she'd stop as long as I could tolerate. And then she'd stop. And then so I think I've got the painful stuff done. And then I need to go back on Monday to get the inlay fitted to keep the tooth like together because at the moment I just got a temporary filling in there but like I would she'd been messing around with it that much my, my face has only just gone down like this side was like yeah I totally say how you how are you and you were like swollen yeah and um she had this thing that because I had to keep my mouth open for an hour which is hard I had yeah. a panic attack in the chair because I thought <coughs> I, I thought I was choking yeah but I couldn't close my mouth because she'd sanitized. It was all open. Yeah. It, so she had to put her finger at, like in between my teeth so I could close my jaw and swallow and just compose myself. But she had this splint thing open my mouth, keep my mouth open for like half an hour of it. And like all of the top roof of my mouth is like got loads of ulcers on it now. Mm. It's, um, I've got into the habit of when I go and see my orthodontist for my Invisalign and I think it's partly why my lip is split oh. because if I get a split lip it stays for weeks and it really hurts I've got into the habit of biting him by accident <laughs> and I can't remember <clears throat> why I do it but there's something that he tells me to do and I'm not scared of the dentist, <laughs> but I'm quite capable of thinking about other stuff. Yeah, that's the thing I love. Yeah, again, I'm like, I just bit him. And he'll like pull his hand out. And I think, God, that's, it's whatever, whenever this happens, that's when my mind wanders and I bite him. Um, and it's not good. So I think that's why I've got this horrible split lip is because, I mean, I should say to everyone, it's split at the corner rather than he smacked me in the face and split my lip. Um, but yeah. I always think the mouth is such an amazing thing. My little, my middle one hit his face on a slide. You know, they when they do that thing where they go, ah, and you think, oh, it's got to be quite, well, for mine, it's got to be quite bad if they're crying. Mm. And then he just stood up holding his lip and then blood just started to seep through. And I was like, oh, good. The other side of the park, really far away. Uh, so um, he's got, he'd <clears throat> knocked his lip really badly. 
so there was blood everywhere and it was totally fine but I was like there's blood everywhere because they bleed a lot but then it's going to be like magic healing and your mouth is so incredible yeah it does heal quick. So although it's awful I remember when um I was pregnant with Jack and for about four months of it I had insane mouth ulcers every like if I stuck my tongue out it was just covered all down the sides and I was constantly swilling salt water mm. um but if you think about it like it is amazing how it heals and how it and like you having your mouth open for half an hour can cause all those ulcers because it's affecting it's like happy normal Mic- microbiome the microbiome exactly and um, so other than, <laughs> other than you still got that bloody cough only when i'm on the podcast maybe you're allergic to me could be i've been in such a my poor i'd like to give a special laundrette shout out to holly who if Gemma is chop chop with her editing will be listening to this while doing friday pizza making so when she listens to the life laundry and makes pizza on a friday night well, she might be listening to it while she's making a Sunday dinner. Who knows how long oh, it's going to take? Gemma Bray gets pulls her finger out and edits around my coughing. Um, she had to. Do, I have. Be, I, how we? I mean, I feel like we need to have a mental laundry check in because I had a sort of mental meltdown, and Holly bears the brunt of that. Oh. Uh, yesterday, I just suddenly thought, I bet lots of people are feeling a bit overwhelmed with the world oh god yeah are you feeling overwhelmed with the world um yeah yes (laughs) immensely actually you know when lockdown first started Mm. we're all like oh oh i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna this is quite a novelty and it was i mean the first bit of the first lockdown wasn't terrible because you know i i remember saying to you on one of these episodes it will be like we're going into our chrysalis and all those things that we've never had time to do and we will emerge as better versions of ourselves the world and it will be an amazing transformation because no one will have seen you so it will be it will be great yeah we didn't really like we didn't anticipate how long it's going to go on for i think we peaked and then went quite fast down the other side of that um uh, yes, yeah, I, so I feel like I'm, I'm a completely different person than I was before the pandemic. Yeah, I know. I feel like I've had quite a year, and I just feel like my my brain's a mess. And actually, I'm, I am going to speak to my GP about it. But I just, I think it's so. I feel so much more sensitive than I did before. So, oh God! Oh God! That reminds me of what I want to talk to the laundrettes about. Uh, uh, nails. You. And you. Yeah. Not quite. I, I'm Galaxy yeah, Chocolate. You're more of a raspberry. I am because I can't go. I have to have a red tone. Otherwise, my hands look dirty. Anyway, carry on. Go carry on. I'm going to write it down. You, you were saying you feel more sensitive. I just feel really sensitive uh, and very quick to anger so there's loads of things that I'm going to see my GP about being diagnosed with that I'm not going to go into right now but um <laughs> that, that this is all symptoms of but that certain things like if someone says to me in a text so obviously so I'm moving as we know from last week's episode and we I've decided that we're moving on the 10th of December nobody else knows <laughs> I did that when we moved by the way everybody this is when it's happening yeah because everyone's like oh don't know don't know and, yep. and, and I'm yep. like right well I'm making decisions oh we moved on the 5th it's like 5th of December yeah it's when we moved here did you oh, that was a quick year anyway um so and somebody just said I so so I've been telling people at school as and when and I so I, I told one person they were like oh god well we'll all be in lockdown by December by Christmas what no I'm not I'm just not doing it sorry oh, refusing I, I was just like no no Mm-mm, it's not gonna happen no and actually and I don't want to make a big divide between town and country and city and all of that but I was like well I'll be living in the country so I won't be fucking locked down 
because it's so different because and also because like the lovely thing the thing I'm going to really miss is that during um over Christmas lockdown on Friday nights I would walk up to Portobello Road Holland Park area in London and my sister would walk from her house to there and then we'd walk for an hour and then and that was like my division between week and weekend I'd come back at about half seven Joe would have put the boys for their bath we'd have movie night with Ned it was a really nice divider obviously it meant I could see my sister at a time where you you're not supposed to see well I think you were allowed to meet people outside weren't you but you weren't allowed to have people in your house or whatever and um so I missed that but I was like god if we're not I can walk up the road to see my mum I can walk outside in a way that London was really restrictive for that long yeah you 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 couldn't really get to big space can't get you go to the same parks and they were busy so I'm sure we did an episode where we were allowed out and I was and I was ranting because someone had taken a massive blow up swimming pool do you know what I mean and just <laughs> that's, that's the most random thing yeah and that's and, and and part of me finds it really annoying but part of me is also like well where where the fuck else are they supposed to do it um so I'm looking forward so I was like but you know I'll be able to have a paddling pool out in my garden or I'll be able to, I'll ju- my kids will just well, have more outside. Can I just say, and <laughs> I might live to regret saying this, we're not going to be locked down again. No, well, this is what it's I not go- It's not it's going to happen. Also, do you remember all of that lockdown, no lockdown, lockdown, no lockdown. Is it Christmas, no Christmas, Christmas? And I can't, and I just... No. And it's just, in my head, it's like, no, 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 no. I, th- I think what they might do is tell is is mandate masks again, but they just physically they, we cannot afford to do it. The country can't afford to do it. Can't afford to do it. No, no. But also, you've just got to. So uh, this is all I'm going to say on it. I've, I, I came across someone who I deemed quite sensible, saying, "Oh, so and so's got COVID. So what's the point of the vaccinations? Get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated. That's completely your choice and none of my business. But anyone who's having doubts." It, it lots it is meaning that fewer people are going to hospital with really serious covid which means and lots of more people are getting it because people are more free to move around yeah my friend says at the spirit of christmas fair there's 5000 people there that, like in london nobody's really wearing masks in shops anymore and that's fine. That's everyone's choice. But I would say that that freedom to go to Spirit of Christmas Fair and to go shopping and all of that comes from the fact that for whatever reason, people feel safer to do it in the government or whatever because of vaccinations. And therefore, I just, that's my rant. That's my, do you know what I mean? I feel like that we are moving forward if you think about where we were this time last year. Yeah. Well, I've been vaccinated, so I've been vaccinated. I, I think that shows what I, how I feel about vaccinations. I oh, know I've been vaccinated. Also, my policy is, if like hypothetically speaking, you hypothetically used to go roving in the nineties and hypothetically would take any substance you found hypothetically lying on the floor, you can't hypothetically then <laughs> hypothetically be against a vaccination that's been tested in a lab <laughs> my policy any ravers any 90s ravers should automatically just have to get the vaccinations um i so say i've got two things i've written it down i've made notes it's written it down. also is this the jumpsuit again yeah well it is good it is a good one mm. anyway mm. i just like to say yeah um that you're glowing today chippy i am i don't know if you know this about me a makeup artist no i know i see you all the time but what i mean is i don't i think it's the neckline on that but this is why i think i keep asking about that because i do like her it really suits you but it's impossible this is from also the color of that little this is my favorite color yeah 
Mm. So this is this is depressing that you brought this up. Maybe yeah. I should. Oh, I was trying to. I was trying to. <coughs> you made up because this T-shirt is from New Look in the nineties. Oh, really? Slash neck. Is it a slash neck? Mm. And this is from Benetton in the nineties. Because they don't. Do, Benetton is. Does Benetton even exist? Yes, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, think it was in, I can't remember where it was. I think it must have been in London somewhere. So, but I did it's see the really Benetton. Hard to find. I don't want full off the shoulder. Yeah, but this is this does. But that's what I really like. Is it's I like a. But you can if you want to. If you wanted to, but that's what I want. But it's not like. Yeah. Boob off the shoulder. Oh, they're they're annoying. Yeah, I think I suit a kind of slash neck. I concur. So that was what I wanted to say. First thing. That's Second good. You went to see the kids' new school today, and I think I'm nice. That's why you've got a little twin. That's why you've got a little twin set on because you want your little country. Hampshire cardigan on there, looking <laughs> lovely. This isn't a twin set, though. Do you know what a twin set is, Gemma? No. Yes, but the viewers don't know. The listeners don't know that. They, they yeah, might think you've got you. They might think you've gone full twin set and pearls on us already. That is coming. <laughs> right. So. If you do go full twin, twin set and pearls, can you also eventually go to wool kilt just below your knee? Very thick um, flesh coloured tights, but just oh, so flesh coloured denier. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But but flesh coloured, like hundred denier flesh coloured tights and mm. brogues and a pork pie collar, white shirt. No, I think that's taking it too far. Really, I want you to look like the queen. Well, she's at Balmoral, please, with all of the dogs. I could totally do that. Good. I've often thought, but can it be a green green tweed? Yes. Okay, good. I'm going green tweed, brogues. Oh, I mean, this is the dream. Big check you know or little check? Little check. Yeah. The queen wouldn't wear a big check. She's not a schoolgirl. No, that's true. I'm going to have a small tweed suit type thing that I wear with maybe with a comfy jumper oh yeah keep, keep me warm yes oh chippy right okay so now I sort out your wardrobe yeah so talking about, about being sensitive I since I've got my new car right I've got a Land Rover everybody yeah right just to yeah. just and, and, and then chippy so just to add into the country <laughs> <laughs> one joe's like i need to get a like crappy little car so i can take it to the to the yeah, get an old landy a beaten up land. like, but my dream car is a land rover so why don't you take the audi to the train station and i'll get myself a land rover for the dogs yeah but you get one of those ones that you could um pressure what like hose pipe down like the queen yeah. Yeah, I want a really, really old green one. Yeah, they're expensive. They hold their value. They are so expensive. And if anything goes wrong with them, they it's going to get like you'll have to sell a child or a kidney, maybe both. Anyway, so I have noticed since having this car mm. that people react to me very, very differently. And you don't have your blacked out windows men react to me very very differently mm-hmm. and in the past 48 hours i've had two incidents of mm. proper road rage now i know when people go is it just because you're not a very good driver no i'm about to say that i've never oh. had any road rage in my whole life right. oh i've had loads. So, yeah. so the first one was i was part well, does, out- does that mean receiver of yeah or feeling it to yourself receiver of Oh, okay. Right, so oh, I feel road rage against people. Yeah, I get out of the car sometimes. It's not time. Making out of London. That's see you moving. Can you hear that? Yeah, what's that? Lady ghost. Massive, like military helicopter, like the chin up, you know, the one with the twin. Yeah. Good sign. Um, <laughs> so the first one, I was parked outside school um, on the on the road yeah and this man i was perfect parked beautifully beautiful parallel park i had done mm-hmm. and this man pulled up alongside me so he was in the carriageway pulled up alongside me mm-hmm. and i was on my phone and i was like and he 
why did you win the down? Do that thing. Why did you win the down? Mm. Okay. So I wound the window down. He went, can you move up so I can get in? Yeah. I went, there's, there's no, there's no space. Like I had parallel parts in between two cars. I'd left just enough space that I could get out and just enough space, you know, so I wasn't blocked in. I went, I don't, but then you'd block me in. And he went, oh, fuck off then. And drove off. And I was like, I think that's more to do with a fucking school run, isn't it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, but why I want some, yeah. But yeah. Other no, women... no, 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 I mean, but, but <clears throat> I'm not detracting from him being a twat. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that horrible thing of school run where you're like, I just want to park and get yeah. rid of my kids. No, no, this is pickup. You were sitting, what, maybe it was your pedantry he'd heard rumour of. Um, <laughs> were you, d- d- like, oh, so if it was pickup, though, because my next point was going to be, were you, like, a visible person in the car and everyone else was out of their cars? Probably. But if pick up, maybe you were all sitting in your cars. Well, I was going to say, if you, do you know what I mean? If you're the person that he can see. I think it's a, more likely that he I was just late. It's the same thing where people overtake you and then wedge themselves in. And you're like, sorry, I was trying to not kill people if I if there's a crash. So then I moved beautifully on to my second incident in the past 48 hours. So yesterday I needed an, I needed a new winter coat. So I thought I'll I'll drive to Blue Water and Go I'll get to the- Huh? Go to next. <laughs> Actually, I didn't buy it from next. I bought it from Superdry. So I don't know oh, what's happened to me. So basically, um, now now I've got the warm coat. We will have the mildest winter on record now that I've got a really warm coat. I switched. Now, I don't know about you, but yesterday was freezing. Mm-hmm. There was frost everywhere. Today, less cold. It's because yesterday I put the agar on. Ah, see, yesterday I, I found okay. those gloves you bought me, the fingerless gloves. I dug them out yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So because you bought a coat and I put the agar on, hottest summer, hottest winter on record. That's so I'm, dr- I'm driving down the N25 in the slow lane. Right? Yeah. Poodling along 68, 70 miles an hour in the slow lane. No, this is- technically it's not a slow lane, it's just a lane. But yeah, okay. carry on. The, lo- the lorry lane, right? Now yeah. there are people... In all of the carriageways, the M25, it's never quiet. No. And this man in a furniture van comes behind me. Yeah. And starts flashing. Like, not flashing. Flashing his lights, right? (laughs) Now, why are you wearing a jumpsuit to keep the baps in? Yeah. Very very vulnerable. (laughs) Very vulnerable today. No, I, I remember I used to work with this man ages ago, and he... Um, and this always sticks with me. Whenever ever anyone comes right up behind me and when I'm in the car, is he um, tri- trigger trigger warning here, people? Okay. Um, he was trying to get to somebody who was not well and who had yeah. taken too much of something. Okay. And he was trying to get to someone, and he was that person behind, flashing, flashing, flashing. So I'm always I'm, I'm always aware that it's not always because someone's a bit of a knob. It could yeah. be. That they have a genuine emergency again ladies and gentlemen i was in the slow lane right so he was flashing me so i was like i don't what do you want me to do i remember mean, what do you want me to do what do you want me to do and he's like this like for those of you listening i'm doing that thing where you like do the what signal for, you point at the person yeah i'm watching you i'm watching you i'm like all right okay so then when i had the chance i didn't know what else to do i didn't know what you wanted me to do so when a space had opened up i then went into the middle lane like, I don't know what he wants. He really wants to be in the slow lane. I went into the middle lane. And then he then went out into the outside lane, cut me up back into the middle lane whilst giving me the finger. So then I'm like, I don't like this. So I got back into the slow lane and then he deliberately swerved like that. Yeah. Made me feel like I was going to go off the road. And then he drove off beeping his horn. Now, I cannot, for the life of me, fathom what I'd done wrong. I, this has been going over my head. When you moved into the slow lane, did you cut him up? No. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. 
I think is if you moved in in front of him in this when you moved into the slowly. Maybe I don't think that was the case, but I got to Gary's Christmas. You're thinking about organised Christmas. (laughs) I I I got to Blue Water and I had a little cry in the car park. You know what I would have done though. I I'm such especially maybe this is why Joe doesn't want me to get a Land Rover. Come to think of it, Uh, I would have taken his fucking number plate down. Well, that's what everyone said to me that I told, and um... I would have reported them. And literally, uh, I like I get very fixated on stuff. Some might call it hyperfixation. Get fixated on stuff to the extent that that would then be my life's work until it bring him down. Yeah, I did. It happened once with me in an AA drug. To be fair, I was wearing a pair of pink snakeskin boots, and I was still had my learner plates on. Uh, It was not. I was not. A dream person to teach how to drive but an AA driver was an asshole and I I mean I, it was some of my finest work the letters I wrote to get it sorted out but mm. yeah but it's horrible and it's intimidating I have a really distinct memory of um a moped driver knocking on my mum's window in the countryside with me and my sister in the back and he was like, I've been a fucking car driver for 30 years. He was younger than my mum. I've been a car driver for 30 years and a moped driver for 20 years. And fucking not being intimidated by you. And my mum being my mum was just like, okay, wound out the window. And I was like, I'd have said I've been fucking driving for longer than you. And sticking your face in and pointing at a woman with two kids in the car. I literally came out of the womb an angry feminist. Mm is really unacceptable but she's very good she just took it around the window up but it's just like you're really intimidated i feel i feel a feminist run bubbling up just the presence of you being a man is intimidating my auntie um actually ironically used to absolutely loaded loaded and she um used to blow a kiss at anyone yeah, he was so impressed. I'd be like, "Yeah, I want to be like you when I grow up." <laughs> I try. Well, this is the thing. So I do try, like you say. I'm often like they could be because I have such vivid, tortured memories of driving through London whilst having quite full-on contractions that I'm always like, maybe they're like you say, maybe they're trying to get somewhere. But. And I and I'm aware that I listen to, watch, and read too much true crime. Mm. I'd be like driving around with a in a furniture van, trying to honk me off the road. Are you going to put me and trust me up in the furniture van? Is this going to be? Are we just going to find Gemma's abandoned Land Rover on the side of the road? No trace of her. I'd find you. It'd be fine. <laughs> we made what? We made Ben watch. We didn't make him. It sounds like, <laughs> like we made Ben watch Squid Game. No, we um on at the weekend. Ben, oh, it was Halloween, wasn't it? Um, and Ben wanted to camp in the garden on Halloween, and I tried to point out that it wasn't necessarily a great idea. So we compromised, and we had a little camp out in the living room. So we got all of the um mattresses, and everyone slept downstairs in the living room. Um, I had the bright idea after a glass or two of wine that we should watch Jurassic Park. Yeah, now, that go? Na, na, na. Ben, I don't know, he's like, he's some sort of brain box. He's a brainiac, like he's sick. So he goes, um, John Williams um, composed the score to Jurassic Park. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, John Williams composed the score to Jurassic Park. And I was like, you must have done an assembly on this. You, this is the sort of information that you'd only know. No. And then the other day we were talking about some bridges. He went, well, of course you have the Menai Bridge. <laughs> of course. And I'm like, Yes. And then like he'll go, I like that blue. It's cyan. Oh, like, it's just blue. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, let's watch Jurassic Park. Johnny's going, he's only ever watched Paw Patrol. What are you doing? I'm like, it's fine. It's a PG. What can go wrong? <laughs> anyway. Um, what, how old was I when Jurassic Park came out? I've, I, I found Jurassic Park difficult. I'm anyway, good. so you know, the, you know, in the scene, they've got the glass roof to the um little jeep thing and yes. you know, t-rex is coming through well our car's got one of those it's got a glass <laughs> i've got in the car <laughs> next day and he went 
I'm not sure quite like this roof anymore. <laughs> I was no. Also, I really like the fact that your Land Rover versus my Land Rover is very much indicative of you versus me. Yeah, I do. I do. I also want an old Land Rover as well. But you've got like the white leather seats. Yeah, cream. Leather cream seats. leather seats. Mine will and have a like, roof. Yeah, mine's got to have like easy wash. Anyway, it's automatic, so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Oh no, I have to. I'm dreading the era where all cars are automatic because I get car sick. I'm going to have real trouble. Do you? Yeah, automatics make me really sick. Um, yeah, I was, so it came out in 1993, so I was 10. And I still remember being quite traumatized by it. Okay, but so then, we've leveled up his viewing. And then also, what I was thinking, because I'm the same, where although my kids are all younger than your two older ones but I've got to the stage where I'm like are they old enough for Jurassic Park are they old enough for Robin Hood are they do you just know I mean oh, where I there some... with Robin Hood I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't look at a tree without crying for months after watching that film we're gonna get to that but my thing about Jurassic Park is though that for us in 1993 they look like real fucking dinosaurs. I know. That was like nothing we've mm. ever seen before. Do you remember? It was mind-blowing. Oh. Yeah. Whereas for, for those kids, that's like, they've got better stuff on. Like my kids would just be like, well, it's not, Andy's Dinosaur Adventure's got better dinosaurs. So, so I feel like maybe for us at 10, it was terrifying. But the cgi for them is not as quite so mind-blowing tell us what what what's happening with robin hood it's my favorite okay what film did you watch robin hood prince of thieves what what music's that yeah, again, it doesn't matter how long you sing it and dry hump the air. I literally I don't know what bit of the film that it's basically all the music that's not Brian Adams. Oh, okay. So I have a real problem with um any hands being cut off. It was the hanging scene for me. Oh god, yeah, traumatized. But they're all the sun holding the legs. Yeah. I just can't even like anything like that. Anything that involves that in any type of film. I'm, oh no, it, I'm so the same. I can't watch. And I have a real problem. Quite often if I'm researching something for my never mentioned other <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> is that they'll be like, oh, and 10,000, like I was doing a thing the other day about, I can't even remember what it was about, but I was in a deep rabbit hole about where Tyburn was, which is where everyone oh, got. God, we went for a walk there. I read about it. This is recently, it stayed with me. Yeah, and, and there would be like 6,000 people turned out to watch. And I was like, I, I, I don't know if it's empathy or what, but literally I was like, imagine, that many people there to watch you die. Imagine wanting to watch someone die. I just... Anything like when you watch like anything like the Berlins or anything, beheading, hangings. This is a cheery episode. Like I say, that, <laughs> that, that, um, that awful. It's, it's the drums, I think. Oh yeah, doom, doom. I think in a past life, some I just it is it, it is then, most... I also find it fascinating to, the, to so like I went down this thing about executioners and mm -hmm. how there's one executioner who was known for fucking it up and who basically got paid the last person he executed. At, at the execution site said something like um gave him like a hundred pounds to not fuck it up like he did the person before and it still took five blows to get his head off and you're like that is not at what point did anyone think that this was okay at what point if you're watching this 
does anyone think this is this man stole something let's get another person to hack at his neck for three hours do you know what I mean it's like it's so barbaric to me so so I can't watch that film I also have a massive problem with the scene where that awful witch examines internally and says she's ripe and she'll have a boy I didn't think she did internal examination. She just grabs her belly and waggles it. Oh, I, as a child, I assumed she'd... I, I think that would be a step too far for a PG. Well, anyway, anyway, it, it psychologically scarred me that. That, that film... It, and that is out, a lot. If I, hear I love that, the film. No, I can't. It's not But funny. that hanging bit is the bit that got me and I still don't like. Uh, but that's also why... Because if you think about it, you're like Robin Hood... Okay, so there's the bit with the hand being chopped off at the beginning, but in some, they don't show that. Like, you know, on TV, they don't show that. Hmm. And then it's fine. And then you think, oh, but that hanging bit did psychologically scar me. The bit in Jurassic Park where the water wobbles. Yeah. Jurassic Park 2, where they're hanging off the side of a cliff in their their car whilst the T-Rex waggles them. Um, and then I was thinking about Crocodile Dundee, which is my favourite film. There's no mild peril in that. She, when the crocodile comes out and grabs the water thing and she's like... She gets, he's following her. She's gone off on her own. And he's following her to make sure that she doesn't die. And she, she I mean, she deserves to die because she gets into this ridiculous swimming costume that's basically a thong that oh, yeah, no, I do halfway up her back. And then the crocodile grabs the water can that she's filling up. Yes. When he jumps from the back and stabs it. And I think it would be fine because it's a very short, but my thing again, is the same that we were just talking about is that when the crocodile's got the water thing and it's on a strap around her neck, She's like shaking with the effort of it. And it's that, it's like when you don't see people being hanged on TV, but you see their legs kicking. It, yeah, it's just a... Uh, I think this whole episode needs to come with a trigger warning. Do you think, you, I, because I can't listen to them. I wonder if Holly's going to be like, thanks for the shout out on the two minute episode you did that was basically you guys saying hi. Me getting a shout out for dealing with your mental Maybe we should, maybe we should yes, have an really. alternate version. We should have the the say this is safe to listen to for any any anyone. And do not listen to this episode if you're predisposed to um yeah, <laughs> feelings of anxiety around public execution. I just think but it's so it is that human thing of like horrified by it, but then I found myself at like two o'clock in the morning reading about this horrible executioner. But also being like, would you not be really concerned if Johnny was like, I think Executioner is going to be... That's for me. That, yeah. That's my calling. Whereas now, I, I think you'd be like, Derek, I think we should go and tell him he needs to see somebody. I think, yeah. I think maybe we should just lock him up <laughs> and we'll do the house tour. Like, and this is Johnny's area. He's never leaving. Keeping him home with mummy. Throw him a sandwich every other every hour or so. Don't speak to him. <laughs> but it's that thing of like, it's just I know obviously it's a different era, but oh no! How on earth did we get onto that? Did oh, we set up? You can buy us a coffee. No, didn't we? No, because I don't know how to do it. I've never done it before, so I'm leaving that to you. I think I set it up and just did nothing. Because <laughs> no, I was going to thought I thought we could do a PayPal like a tip jar. Yeah, that's what buy me a coffee is. Oh, we could, can you do it on PayPal? Dinner. We well, can edit this out. Would you? anybody like to buy us a coffee? <laughs> you can choose what you buy. So for my Monday night review, you can buy me a book because I'm always buying second-hand books to do research. But I think we both drink coffee, don't you, Caprice? But how can I, I'll ask a question. Do you have to buy coffee with the money or can you pay your mortgage with the money? You can pay your mortgage with the money. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know who you're fucking expecting. Like, Richard Branson's not a laundress, I don't think. You never know. 
you <laughs> never know. It could be like listening every week going, if only they'd set up that buy me a coffee function, I'd buy them both their houses. That's what I'd do. They're He's so lovely. Island being like, why is, why is, is the episode late this week? What's going on? I can't ask on a Facebook group because I'll blow my cover. <laughs> I don't know what his wife's called. I didn't know who's still married. Oh, I mean, if Richard, if there's a Richard Branson knocking around, there'll be a Mrs. Branson. If there's not, I'm going to volunteer. Richard Branson. I totally, I've got to the stage now where I would shamelessly marry for money once Joe leaves me for someone much nicer, which will happen. <laughs> Joan oh. Templeman. Huh? Joan Templeman. Joan. Maybe he's got Joan. Maybe Joan's, maybe he'll be like, Joan, can you just nip into the Facebook group and um, did, Joe, did, did Joe listen to my advice last week? I can't remember what my advice. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if he's listened. I had loads of people messaging me very helpfully yeah. with tips. I can say that we have tried the booking in his time like it's a meeting. Uh, the thing is, he doesn't give a shit and we'll just book something in over the top. Um, he is great. He's, he's I, I should say, like his faults are big but his huge. pros are huge so like what's huge his his, his pr pros <laughs> so i have to uh, like i haven't cooked in ages i don't have to cook mm. i don't really he does he does 90 percent of bath times. but does he also do the washing up yeah uh you see that's the thing i I he does the washing up, he does bath time, he gets the kids up. Now, this is partly to do with the fact that over the past, I mean, I'm I'm not mentally tip-top quite often, so he that's what he does. And he does nothing really in between. So, like, he doesn't do parents' evenings, he doesn't do... He doesn't do remembering of anything in life. I've got to go to an A-level open day. Oh no! Six, six form open evening next week. Six form open evening. I remember when that boy was like smaller than you. I remember. Well, you should remember everything. Going to six form. I was thinking about this on the drive down today, and I was thinking how I'm wearing my nineties clothing, and I'm wearing a pair of black jeans. It was a similar I, time. No, but, but I was thinking, if obviously these are old clothes, but they don't feel old in that way. They don't exactly. feel that old. And I don't feel old enough to be making a decision about moving my kid's school. And are, you, are you looking around for the adult? Are you like and then I was like, my kids are sitting in the back yeah. thinking I'm really fucking old. Yeah. But I don't like and grown up, old and grown up. And then we went in and we looked at year. Was that a piano? Yeah, uh, no, that's my. That's someone sending me a message. Okay. Went and saw year four, and she said, "Right, what's everyone doing? We're doing maths." And they're like, "Yeah," and she's like, "What are we doing?" And then they said something that I had not. I was like. I don't, I don't know I've never heard of that before that's a no I don't know I've I've tapped out level two uh year two is my maths limit which is great to know I feel secure in that now but it was just like shit they I don't know my year four maths but I'm the adult that's supposed to make decisions about these children's lives I know Tom and then doing, before you know it yeah he's doing Tommy's doing his GCSE mocks this week no yeah. no yeah No. I tell you what, they get into secondary school and they skid into adulthood. It's but this scary. is the thing. So I know, so I see it in like three phases, right? You have, as soon as your kids start, like the first four years before your kids start school is like walking through treacle. <laughs> and actually there's a woman who made, I don't know if she's a laundrette, but she put a post in 
mind body soul group about how she just has no time for herself or her husband and they have loads of kids and it's all very it's, it's really difficult and I haven't said anything because I'm not I'm sure there's lots more qualified people to talk about it than me but I felt like I was walking through treacle and I kept on bloody having them so I'd like reset back to having a newborn once they start school your time speeds up double Mm -hmm. because suddenly you you have markers that you didn't have before Mm. so when you have small kids you don't have the same markers where suddenly it's like start a term and then before you know it's half term and then it's end of term and then that's a holiday but you suddenly know oh it's Christmas it's two weeks or it's two and a half weeks do you know what I mean whereas before when you have babies it's just like one day next day next day next day so that happens. And then once your last kid, your youngest kid starts school, it speeds up again because now you've got no one at home for everyone's on that time. And then I think once they get into secondary school, like you say, you've got all the faff of like choosing the secondary school, getting the secondary school, all of that. Then they start and then you're like, oh, they're in secondary school. Oh, they're in, oh, they're in. Se-. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm sorry, what? We're choosing GCSEs. Mm-hmm. And then it's GCSEs and then it's sick form and then you're done. Well, it's just I, like... I, I worked out the other day that Tom's 15 and he's probably only got three years left at home. Don't say that. My, if, you said that if you said that to my eldest, he would cry. Well, I said that to Tom. He went, no, I'm going to be like Fonzie from Happy Days and I'm just going to go and live in the garage. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I know. Ned keeps saying to me in a really desperate way, like, I never have to leave you. I'm like, seriously, you don't. I love you. You can stay at home forever. I will make you do more chores. Is she there? Mum, can you just shut that door? The dog's just tapped in. Okay. Can you shut the door? Yeah, Well, oh, you've come out now. We've realised we've got no food. Okay. Thanks. Special guest star for your mum. Um... But yeah, yeah it's, it's like, you know, on computer games where you're running along, maybe you didn't play computer games when you were younger, but you're running along and then you hit a disc and you speed up mm. and then you run along and then you hit a disc and you speed up. I feel like that's what happens. It's like oldest start school, you speed up. Power up. Yeah. Youngest start school, you power up. <laughs> then they go through secondary school and you're like, OK, they've gone. That's it. And then the worst thing is that then you're like, and now I'm old. Yeah, and I was driving them to school this morning and this kid was walking towards our car. He looked really old. Like, he looked like a teenager. He looked like a, like a youth. A like youth. A youth. Mm. And Tom went, oh, there's Will. I went, who's that? He went, this is my friend. I went, that's Will, Will, that you speak to every day. That he's, he's in your class. He, he, he looks about 25. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm dreading that. I'm sh- maybe I said it last week. It was Ned's birthday on Monday and he was nine. So he's my eldest. So eldest is nine. And he- we were having a cuddle and I went down to kiss his head and his head smells like musty boy. Doesn't smell, you know, when they're young and it smells like freshly washed hair, yeah. bit pheromony. Mm-hmm. And then it's suddenly, I was like, this is like a musty boy. Yeah. Where's my sweet baby gone? bring him back who's taking him from me i can imagine this just gets worse it does they have a special scent come certain age <laughs> what's your positive of the week chiffy my positive of the week um i don't know it's been as i said at the beginning mentally it's not been tip top for me this week and my, my positive of the week is is always having holly to uh, keep me on the straight and narrow um but to, to, as a follow-up from last week's um, thing, I t- realised that I am someone who has to overthink and unpack and dissect every single life decision ever, 24 hours a day. So I'll wake, really? up, at two, I'll wake up at two in the morning and just be like, but what happens if this happens? And this happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I and I was doing that about the move. When's best to move? When's best for the children to move? When's best to move? And I was just like, we've made the decision. I just want to rip it off like the plaster. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to stop 
obsessing about the boys finishing term at their school they're little they'll survive army kids move all the time um so i'm going to make a conscious decision to not worry everything to within an inch of its life and that it feels like quite i'll tell you what move for me let me give you this phrase that i think will stand you in good stead then yeah if i i do this if i find myself overthinking things is it going to matter in five years time yeah but this is where you see this is where we differ because that on its own i my brain automatically started going but it's going to matter in five years time if i've moved into the wrong school and if the house is wrong and they've wasted all their time and they've gone backwards in their education instead of forwards and they've not made friends and one of them has special educational needs which means that he should have stayed in london where there's better options of that's where that's where that immediately sends me then i'm like i've got five years forget i said that (laughs) (laughs) but no but there are certain things where it is like is it going to matter in five years do like but what i mean about worrying everything seth obviously moving house that is a big decision but yesterday i realized i haven't got one pair of trousers that doesn't have a fix in them so I was going to buy myself a, a pair of replacement pair of jeans and I thought about it for three days, obsessively thought about it for three days. And that isn't going to matter in five years. No. It doesn't matter in five years. Mm-hmm. If I, so I need to, yeah, I think that defi- I definitely need to apply that to some aspects. Gemma, what's your positive for the week? I got a new coat. I'm really, I've been eyeing up coats. And I'm jealous. Can you? We we haven't. We need to see it. You're going to have to share it in some way. I shall. I will show it. They have a hood. Well, because I've got a rather large head, hoods are problematic to me. Normally, they just don't fit. Yeah. But this one has a sufficient. Hood. Yeah. Yeah. I hate. There's nothing more than I hate than a really decent size proportion jacket and like a little tiny pathetic hood no, that looks like a matchstick. Yeah, the wrong hood is awful. Which is why I've been eyeing up this specific coat, but I think it's like five hundred pounds, so it's not going to happen. Let me ask, um, Richard, if you're still listening, um, Chippy would like the five hundred pound coat, please. Joan, can you just let Richard know uh, that Gemma and I will be writing our Christmas lists, and uh, the coat is on it for me. Gemma's got a coat sorted, but she would like her mortgage paid off. Yes, <laughs> please, that would be great. So I can retire. Thanks, Joan. Love you lots. Joan, thanks, Joan. Top laundry. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, Jiffy. Bye. Bye, Richard. Love you. Bye, Richard. Bye, bye, Joan. Bye, Joan. Bye. <laughs> Don't want Joan to be left out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>